Tyler win an MVP this year? I hope so. Uh, you, guys are, you guys are up to something. This was the worst comments I ever got on a high-rated quarterback, and I've been doing this a long time. Run up pads on, so we're not going to talk about a whole lot of nothing. Tuesday is sparring day, Wednesday is day that we install everything that we're going to do in the game, and Thursday we just turn it up a notch, you know? Division preview season on the Back Judge podcast. Boys are back together after a quick warm-up pod. It's the AFC West. It's uh, one we always do first. We always do the AFC West first, and uh, I guess we, we saved the best for first. Yeah, I guess something like that. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. I mean, usually I feel like this is the last couple of years, ever since you know the Chiefs have been the Chiefs, this has been kind of a one of the easier, I guess, or one of the more chalky uh, division previews. But now we're just getting thrown into the fire. And if you remember from the win total, the win total pod, AFC win total, we were kind of, this is one of the tougher divisions to really map out. So this should be interesting. A lot of a lot of changes. This is a, a division. Obviously, there was a lot of change kind of in the NFL last year, but all of these teams somewhat made big moves in the offseason, specifically the the Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos in terms of just loading up on, on talent. Um, and then obviously the big departure in Tyreek Hill from, from the Chiefs. We always start with uh, the team that finished last. And I think that would be the uh, the Denver Broncos. Um, obviously, probably made the move of the offseason in the NFL, getting Russell Wilson for two first-round picks, also bringing in a new head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. A lot of changes in Bronco country. New ownership uh, up there in, in Denver as, as well. Um, I'm going to turn, I think I'm going to turn this one over to Lee because Lee, you, you've been kind of, uh, tooting the horn of the Broncos for, for a minute now, uh, a little bit on the pod and then mostly, you know, off pod, I guess, uh, the way I'd like you maybe to preface this is I honestly am like a little bit, I'm not like skeptical, but I'm a little skittish on this team, maybe being that team that you think they are in, in year one of, of Hackett and Wilson, um, I guess I'm looking maybe for you to help me help convince me that this is a top two team in the division. Yeah, sure. I mean, first of all, the the approach that I'm coming to this from is mostly that of this team has been really confident or uh, really uh, good. I think for they've played above their roster level under Vic Fangio um, the past. Three years. I think Vic Fangio was a bad coach. Um, their defense, I think, is amongst some of the best in the league. Um, and you're getting Russell Wilson, who I think people are kind of underestimating how good Russell Wilson is because of because of last year and kind of the wheels coming off in Seattle. But I think he's an MVP caliber quarterback, obviously a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, championship hungry guy. Um, and this is a team that hasn't had a competent quarterback for the better part of the last decade. And you're looking at, I think this is kind of the perfect marriage. This, this is now, I'm not saying it's the same thing, but when you look at Tom Brady to the Buccaneers, when you look at Matthew Stafford to the Rams, I would say that Russell Wilson to the Broncos is kind of in the same category of move where you're getting an older, championship-hungry, highly talented, elite quarterback and plugging him, in on, plugging him in on an already good roster that has been mediocre, uh, not so much the Rams, but we all kind of knew the, the writing was on the wall with Goff at the Rams, but 
the Broncos, the Buccaneers, you know, you're talking seven and nine, eight and eight kind of team for the, the three or four years preceding the move. Um, and I think this move is going to skyrocket this team. I think they're going to come at this year with a level of confidence that's unparalleled. I, I also think Russell Wilson, from a leadership standpoint, shouldn't be underestimated. Um, they have all the pieces on defense. I think they have a very solid offensive line. I wouldn't call it great, but they've got some depth on their offensive line. Um, Garrett Bowles has kind of rebounded from having a bad couple of years. Uh, and I think this receiver group is, you know, Sutton, Patrick, Judy, and Hamler, four deep, can go toe-to-toe with almost anybody in the league. Um, Judy has underperformed for his career so far. I still think he's a really good player. Cortland Sutton, if he can stay healthy, I think is a number one receiver in the NFL. There's already reports that him and Russell Wilson are kind of get, connecting on a, on a synergetic level or whatever, however you want to put it. They're, they're, they're very close. Things are working well. Um, I really genuinely think that the only case you can make against this Denver Broncos team not being a Super Bowl caliber team is the fact that Nathaniel Hackett is a first-year head coach. And if either of you have a case to come at me with, um, that they're not, you know, outside of the division being hard, which I think is absolutely true. But I think part of the reason why the division's so hard is because the Broncos got better, the Chargers got better, the Raiders got better, and the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Um, so I still, I still think the Broncos are going to be able to kind of like. I think it's almost a plus being able to kind of cut your teeth in this division. They're going to be that much more ready come playoff time. Um, I think not making the playoffs for this Denver Broncos team this year would be a monumental shortcoming and disappointment of a season. Um, and I guess I'll stop it there. I guess the last thing I'll say from the defensive standpoint, this secondary I think is the best in the NFL, full stop. I expect Pat Sertain to have a, take a huge leap from an already really impressive rookie year. And bringing in uh, Randy Gregory to pair with Bradley Chubb on the edge I think puts them in the same category. Maybe a couple notches worse than the Chargers with Mack and Bosa, but still kind of in a similar category where they're going to be able to get after the quarterback pretty good. Um, and I don't see this defense really taking that much of a step back without Fangio being the head coach. I guess, like, I don't know, Tommy, I'll let you talk in a second here. My my concerns with this team is I think outside of, like you said, Lee, with the cornerback, or I mean with the secondary, and then the quarterback position, I think the position groups are kind of, like, overrated. Um, I don't think the linebackers are that great. The defensive line, I think, is up and down. I mean, you lost Shelby Harris, who was probably your best defensive lineman last year. Bradley Chubb is a good player, but he's been inconsistent. So it's like you don't really know what you're maybe getting year to year with him. Um, like you said, the offensive line is like, okay, you lost Noah Fan. I mean, obviously, none of us were like huge Noah Fan people, but One you're of us still was, like but... taking a step back. Yeah, oh, whatever. You're still taking a step back in that tight end room. Um, I mean, Noah Fant was definitely a, a weekly contributor. And then as far as the receivers are, are concerned, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Tim Patrick guy. But, again, Hamler, Jerry Judy, and Sutton both have struggled to stay healthy. Um, Sutton is really the only one who has, of those four, who has like made significant contributions. Um, I think the other three are kind of – uh, you know, you're hopeful, but it is a little bit of a, a question mark. Um, I guess at running back too, you're good with Javante Williams and, and Melvin Gordon. I mean, that's a good group, but also none of these, I mean, outside of Russell Wilson, nobody on this roster has played in a playoff game before. Um, I mean, I know you said they've kind of played, I, I don't know if I would say this team has played like above their roster level. I think they've just mainly been held back by how bad the quarterback position has been, um, more so than, than anything else. Um, 
And then, like you said, with the first year head coach, I don't know. I just, I think it's a, I think it's a fine team. I think they're a fine team. Um, I, I just, I'm not like at the for sure playoff level that you are. Yeah, I think you guys have set this up pretty well because I think I'm kind of in between both of you where I think I like the team more than you, Adam, but I think I pretty much agree with everything that Lee is saying. I also wanted to bring it up because I know Lee agrees with me too. Patrick Sertain is uh, 100-1 to 1 to win Defensive Player of the Year. I think that's a hell of a bet. Uh, $10 gets you 1000 bucks. 100 gets you ten grand. Um, I think he, I completely agree with Lee. I think he's going to be in the conversation from one of the best corners in the league this year. And I think, uh, you know, he, a couple interceptions go his way and that is a, a good bet for you, but let's get back to the, the matter at hand here. Um, yeah, the only thing that really is holding me back is Nathaniel Hackett being an unknown. And I'm, I think pretty bullish on Nathaniel Hackett, but I'm not, um, I think it, I think what it comes down to for me is just the fact that I'm probably bigger on Brandon Saley than both of you guys, and I'm probably bigger on the Chargers than both of you guys. So if I felt less about the Chargers, and I guess even the Raiders to a certain extent, I probably would be taking the leap of faith with Lee, with the Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett. But everything on paper here, uh, I think this team screams breakout really good, really good team. Um, I agree with Lee. I think Russell Wilson still is a championship-level quarterback. I do think this wide receiver room, tight ends included, yeah, you lose Noah Fant, but I think Albert O is a good receiver. I love me some Greg Dulcich, too. Um, they don't really have, I guess, a blocking receiver, but both those guys are pretty much extra wide receivers who are playing tight end. And then, yeah, Jerry Judy, uh, I've been a big Jerry Judy guy. Um, he has had I mean, some these are guys who play, have played with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater healthy, but, for the better part of their career. So, Yeah, and what I was going to say about Jerry Judy, too, is one thing that made him my number one receiver coming out in 2020. And one thing that he has continued to do in the NFL is separate. Uh, this guy separates against very good corners. He does it weekly. He did it last year. He did it the year before. He's been doing it since he came out of Deerfield Beach down in Florida. So um, I, I, and in Cortland Sutton, I think is, is kind of a, a poor man's DK Metcalf. I, I think he can kind of fit into that role kind of seamlessly seem uh, with, with Russell Wilson. And then, Clep your boy Tim Patrick is a really good player, and I still believe in KJ Hamler. So I think this this wide receiver room goes four deep. I think they have two tight ends who uh, can make an impact as athletic receivers as well. And Clep, I do I do kind of agree with you in terms of the defense. There is some spots like linebacker, defensive line could be a little bit better. But uh, DJ Jones is a, is a good player. I mean, uh, they have good players. I think this t- this defense can be good. Lee, your boy Josie Jewell. Uh, I mean, this this defense is going to be solid. Like I don't think this defense is going to be I think this could be a top 10 defense just because of the talent that they have at edge rusher and in the secondary. Um, and I don't think it'll be holding them back at all. Uh, probably the biggest hole on this team, I think is right tackle with Billy Turner, but I think the rest of the offensive line is good. And Billy Turner has proven to be kind of a, a solid swing number six offensive lineman. And uh, you guys know, I love Javante Williams, my number one running back last year. Melvin Gordon is also still a good player. So Again, I can get down with so many things on this team. I just think it's, you know, there's only so many coaches, first-year coaches, that you can kind of hang your hat on. And I think Nathaniel Hackett is probably going to be one of those guys for me. But that combined with the division, combined with the conference, um, again, yeah, I mean, I kind of prefaced it when we talked about this division. I just, I still don't really know. My takes on the, t- on the three teams in this division, um, we'll get into the Raiders later. 
I just am not very confident in, to be honest. Um, like, if the Broncos, if the top three teams in this division, I mean, and even throw the Raiders in, like, nothing really would surprise me, especially out of the Chiefs, Broncos, and Chargers in order of, of finishing. If the Chiefs finish third, that probably would be the most surprising. But put any of those three teams at number one, if, I, if you told me in January that any of these three teams were going to win the division, um, I feel like that would all, like, kind of make sense. I could see all of that happening. So that's why this division is kind of so hard for me. And because I have two... Um, known quantities, in my opinion, in, in Staley and Reed. That's why I'm probably going to be a little bit lower than you, Lee, on the Broncos. But um, this team's upside, I think, is Here's is the last thing I want to say to round and, this out because um, I know we got to move on. Yeah. You guys both need to put some respect on Josie Jewell's name. Uh, everyone's been counting him out since the minute he stepped foot in the league, and he was a great linebacker in Vic Fangio's scheme. Yeah, he has, he has some trouble covering, but – He's, he's a solid starting-level starting, starting level linebacker, and I like the signing of Alex Singleton. Um, also, this team has a fourth-place schedule. Let's keep that in mind uh, as, as we look across the schedule yeah. in this division. They did come in fourth last year, and that does result in them being able to play teams, you know, like, with all due respect, Tommy, the Jets, um, Jacksonville, uh, Houston, and Seattle. So, and all those games are before the bye, too. Um, and Tommy you're, Tommy, you're my win total guy. What's the win total on the Broncos? The wins total cloak right now at Fox Bet is ten and a half plus one ten to the over minus one thirty three to the under. That seems like a pretty pretty um, decent price to me. I mean, pretty. Uh, that's probably where I'd have the number at. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett plus sixteen hundred to be coach of the year as well. Um, I think just leave uh, Russell Wilson plus fourteen hundred for MVP. So if you want to get in bed with the Broncos, I think there's a way to to back them. But I mean, like, if you look at coach of the year, like Nathaniel Hackett is. Third highest in odds, um, so there's definitely you know a lot of correlation between if the Broncos do well this year, Nathaniel Hackett surely will be in the running for coach of the year, um, and he probably him and Mike McDaniel as two first year coaches have pretty uh, low prices, relatively low prices for coach of the year. So that's kind of where the the market is right now on coach of the year, and a lot of hype behind this Broncos. Tommy, team. let's go to uh, the team that you were talking about. The Chargers uh, came in third last year, obviously. Kind of a disappointing end of their season by by not making the playoffs. Made some big uh, acquisitions in uh, J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack. None other, probably bigger though than Gerald Everett, uh, coming coming down south, uh, joining the team. Uh, Tommy, uh, what what makes you so confident in, in this Chargers team for for twenty twenty two? Much like the Broncos, I go across this roster and I think similarly, I think it's a very, very good roster. Um, I love the offense. It's not as deep at the skill position players, but Joshua Palmer was a guy, Clep, I know you're invested him in in Dynasty, a guy who kind of caught uh, steam later in the draft season um, and is a, is a guy who I think could be a really solid number three receiver in this offense. And then you're dealing with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who are two of the highest paid receivers in the NFL. Keenan Allen, I think, is a bona fide stud as a wide receiver one, arguably the best route runner in the NFL. Mike Williams uh, is, is more than just a deep ball uh, contested catch guy. I think he can separate a little bit. And Justin Herbert might be the best quarterback in the division. I mean, I think Justin Herbert is a, is just a, an absolute stud. Um, arm talent, everything, it's all there. Uh, and, and, you know, what they did to this offensive line, I think, cannot uh, go without, you know, mentioning Rashawn Slater was an absolute stud from year one uh, as, as a rookie right tackle. They bring in Zion Johnson, who I think we all kind of view as a, a very high floor 
um, option at right guard. And then much like Denver, you look at Trey Pipkins, that's your right tackle. That's definitely a uh, a little bit of a sore, a sore spot. But don't sleep on Leonidas yeah. guy Jamari Sawyer, six-round pick. Uh, kind of projected more as a guard in the NFL. Looks like he's slotted in at left guard. But I'd take my chances with him at right tackle over uh, Trey Pipkins. And then, yeah, bringing in Gerald Everett. Like, again, a guy who they've had Jared Cook in that role for a long time. Um, the running back room, I think, is is awesome, too. Uh, Austin Eckler, obviously, is my, might be my favorite player in the NFL. Love watching him play football and bringing in a guy like Isaiah Spiller. Like They've had Larry Roundtree and Justin Jackson as their second running back for a long time, and not that that matters too much, but now you're getting a guy who's an actual difference maker and a good, uh, a much better prospect than Isaiah Spiller. So they probably can take some some of that weight off of Eckler's shoulder and, and really kind of give Spiller some run too. And then on defense, obviously – Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. I think Khalil Mack might be a little bit overrated, uh, you know, based on where he is in his career now. But Joey Bosa, I think, is an elite edge rusher. Uh, Kenneth Murray has been a little bit underwhelming, but still is a guy who's young in his career. First-round pick, Drew Tranquil, I think we all like a lot. Uh, you know, middle of the defensive line has some issues. and then, But when you look at the secondary, much like Denver, I mean, this is an awesome secondary. You brought in J.C. Jackson, you paid him big money, but relatively – not as much as maybe the market indicated. I think he's only getting like 17 a year. Derwin James and Nasir Adderley, both good players. Derwin James is stud. And my guy is Asante Samuel, so who had a really good rookie year. So kind of like Denver, uh, this is a team who I think has a very high ceiling and a relatively high floor just because of the quarterback play, the offense, and I think a pretty good defense. And I guess I'll, I'll go out there and say that I'm a Brandon Staley fan. Um, yeah, obviously the, the season didn't end uh, very well, but this is a guy who – Transform this team from what Anthony Lynn had them with and, and for his tenure and, and Justin Herbert's rookie year into a team that probably should have made the playoffs. And I think if they ended up beating the Raiders, would have, I mean, would have been a tough out. And probably, I don't know if they would have played Cincinnati, but would have given a team like the Bengals who went to the Super Bowl a run for their money and a, you know, a really good football team. So I expect them to take a leap again uh, in year two under Staley and with Herbert. So this is a team again. Much like I said with Denver, would not surprise me if they won the division. Um, would not surprise me if they won the Super Bowl. Both of these teams, I think, are Denver and the, the Chargers. Both of these teams that we just mentioned, I think, are Super Bowl contenders and are uh, top-tier teams or should be top-tier teams in the AFC, especially at their ceiling. I like the Chargers. Um, I, in some ways, I feel that this is a season for them. It's almost like not, it's not now or never because you have – Justin Herbert, who's who's played spectacularly through two seasons, and I, you know, theoretically he's your guy going forward. But um, for for them not to make the playoffs, you know, last year in the position that they were in, and then you know, kind of going into this year with all the acquisitions that they've made, um, to me, it, it, I wouldn't say now or never. I almost think it's like a no excuses year, um, especially now for for Brandon Staley. The defense was not good last year, and you're a defensive head, you know head coach. Um, you bring in Sebastian Joseph Day. You bring in um, Khalil Mack. You bring in J.C. Jackson to add to a couple of, of guys that were already kind of in place who were talented. You did lose Kaiser White, uh, who was your, your leading uh, tackler last year. You lost Nushen Nuosu, so it's not like there weren't um, some losses there on the defense. But there's, I guess that that's what I will, would name this season for the Chargers. It's kind of a no-excuses year. There's no reason um, why this team shouldn't have, you know, a winning record. shouldn't shouldn't be in the playoffs even with the division that they're in. 
Um, it's just a matter of if they do it or not. And then I guess my, my biggest concern with the team is, is the coaching. Um, again, I, I'm not, I don't know, Lee, I, I feel like Lee maybe is a little bit, uh, more, more, uh, on the Brandon Staley hate train and maybe a little blinded by what happened in the, in the Raiders game. I'm not going to totally, you know, say he's a horrible coach because of what happened in that game, even though it was terrible. Um, don't like Joe Lombardi. We've been on that tip for, for two years now. That's not just a, a last year thing. I think he needs to still open it up a little bit more with, with Justin Herbert, um, so that's that's my biggest concern with the team, but overall, I think the roster is solid. Um, yeah, I say. love the off season that the Chargers had. <clears throat> I mean, I don't think Brandon Staley is a terrible coach. I just think that he kind of has proven in year one to kind of live by the sword and die by the sword. And I think that's kind of a hard way to win in the NFL consistently. This is a team that lost eight games last year. Four of those eight games were by three points. Um, I, I, I have concern, even with how good Herbert is, I have concerns about the play calling down the stretch. You mentioned Joe Lombardi, Clep. I have concerns about the de- decision-making in-game from, from the top down. Um, but this team had a phenomenal offseason. Uh, it's a really good team. I absolutely think this team should be expecting to make the playoffs. But if you guys want to talk about linebacker concerns, Clep, you said it. Kaiser White is gone. Kenneth Murray has been a massive disappointment thus far in his career. Drew, Tra- Drew Tranquil has been a good player, but another guy who isn't necessarily a world beater at linebacker. Um, there's some concerns there. Jerry Tillery has been has underperform- underperformed thus far in his career. Khalil Mack is a really good pickup, but this is a guy who I think I don't think it's a, a stretch to say he's played his best football in his career. He's 31 years old. He's had some injury issues. Um, it was a good signing, but I'm not necessarily over the moon about. To me, to me, the Mac signing was like a run defense signing at this point. I mean, I think Mac is still like an elite yeah. run defender. Um, whether or not the the juice is there for the pass rushing is is remains to be seen. That's kind of how I saw that. I mean, this defense one of the worst defenses, not only with it, rushing last it year, it was but an also embarrassment. I mean, down, I love the Joseph terrible. Day signing. I think he's an awesome player. I think Joey Bosa is a great player. Um, this is a team to play devil's advocate, like. Since you guys are both really on the Chargers, I mean, J.C. Jackson on paper is a good signing, but I don't remember ever a cornerback, a high-level cornerback leaving New England and then playing better on the next team that they were on. Um, I think the secondary is good, but this is a defense that was utterly dismal last year. So the only way they can really go is up. Um, I think Justin Herbert's a great young quarterback. Calling him the best quarterback in the division is like, sure, I guess, but we're talking about a division with – Four possibly elite quarterbacks. Derek Carr, if he's not elite, is very, very good. Um, so it's just, you know, th- this is a very tough division. And this is going to be a team that's going to be competing week by week. I like what they did to the offensive line. They're going to be a good team. I just ultimately don't really I'm, – I'm in wait-and-see mode with this season where it's like, how is this team going to be vastly different from last year? How are they going to make that step where they're not they're – not, they shouldn't be 8-8 eight and eight or, or uh, whatever they were. They were 9-7 and seven the last week of the season going to, to, to make the playoffs. They need to take that step to where they're a 12-win team. Um, and I think, honestly, that the, the brunt of that responsibility is on Brandon Staley's shoulders to get them there because if the defense is just a little bit better, they are a 12-win team. I'm just not in a position right now where I believe that is all too realistic. Um, I think it's going to be kind of baby steps. Um, and, yeah. Philosophically, I don't identify at all with cool. Brandon Staley's style of, of decision-making. 
Let's get to the the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, probably, I guess, maybe the second biggest move of the offseason was getting Devontae Adams to go to to the Raiders. Uh, huge, huge acquisition for them, giving up a, what just one first-round pick uh, to bring in Devontae, pairing in with his college teammate, Derek Carr. After everything this team went through last year, still made the playoffs, but then still a, a lot of changes uh, in, in Vegas, bringing in Josh McDaniels. Uh, he brought in a lot of guys from, from New England uh, with him. Uh, second second stint as a head coach in the NFL for for Josh McDaniels, formerly of the of the Broncos. This is a, another really interesting team. I think um, more so than the the Broncos and the Chargers. I think the roster is a little bit more up and down as you go through it. Um, definitely some concerns uh, on, on the defense. Even though they brought in a guy like uh, Chandler Jones too, which I think was a really good uh, a signing. But definitely some some little holes here and there as you go through it. But I was so impressed by Derek Carr last year. Um, I was really impressed by the way that this team navigated all of their um, the situations that popped up between Henry Ruggs and, and John Gruden. Um, you know, you still have Darren Waller, who's kind of like their wide receiver two, uh, and then Hunter Renfro got a, got a big deal as well. Uh, I guess Lee, where do you? This is the other team in the division that has a new head coach. Where's your confidence level with Josh McDaniels versus uh, Nathaniel Hackett? Um, probably a little bit more with McDaniels, honestly. I think McDaniels is a pretty high floor That's how hire. I feel too. I think he. How many years ago yeah. was it where he was the head coach of Denver? Well, it was a while ago. The way I think about ago. it too, though, is like he he was basically in charge of the offense in New England for what the last. Well, yeah, and I think five, my point, years. I guess, is that he was like a wonder kid, kind of, and um, he took his licks. A little bit in Denver, and I think he learned a lot. I think his approach is completely different. Um, I would venture to say that I think the Las Vegas Raiders might be the most reliable team in this division. Um, I think that they probably have the 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 uh, they're the most predictable. I think I don't really think you're going to be seeing this team go out and win 12, 13 games or whatever like that and and, and compete for the division. But I don't think this is going to be a team that's going to you know buckle down and, and, and fall over and, and back down to anybody. Um, I think that they, this team has a particularly high floor just because of bringing in Devontae Adams. I think maybe we're talking about the best top three pass catchers in the NFL uh, on a team. Um, Derek Carr was supremely impressive to me last year. They were getting coached by a guy who will never be a head coach in the NFL um, and ended up Talk about Tommy saying the Chargers give the Bengals a run for the money. I mean, the Raiders gave the Bengals a run for their money. They were a few mishaps away from winning that game um, and had an opportunity to go win it late. Um, I think this is a team that has taken its licks and, and has a sense of maturity about it that is reliable. And for that reason, I, I like them. I really like Patrick Graham a lot. He was the defensive coordinator for the Giants. Um, I think he's going to do a good job handling this defense. And like I said, man, I just think this is a really reliable offense. The offensive line is never great on paper, but they always kind of find a way to make things work. And I think this stable of running backs is going to get a lot of work. A lot of different guys getting a lot of work, not dissimilar from the Patriots. He brought Brandon Bolden over, McDaniels did. Uh, They drafted a guy I really like in Zamir White from Georgia. I think he'll be a, a touchdown machine this year or over the next couple years as a good red zone guy. And then obviously you have Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. So... I think there's a lot of different angles this offense can hit you from. 
Um, I don't think that Demonte Adams is going to take a drop in production from Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr and Demonte Adams are best friends. These are guys who played together um, coming up at Fresno State for a long time and kind of have dreamed of playing together for a while. So uh, I don't think there's going to be a huge drop off. And then defensively, they they made up the final way to make it, make it work last year. And I think that they're I don't think it's an overstatement to say that they're better on paper this year. Um, I like the Ngakwe Brock Yassin trade. This team needed help in the secondary, and Yassin is a guy who. I don't think is great, but reports out of camp is that he's kind of rising to the occasion, playing to a higher level, and bringing a certain level of physicality to that secondary. So that's nice to read. Um, yeah, I, I like this team, man. I like this team. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think this team is really interesting. Um, we uh, we failed to mention the Chargers' win total, which was 10.5, minus 105 of the over, minus 118 to the to the under, didn't want to interrupt you guys, but I uh, wanted to bring that up, and I wanted to kind of segue into the Raiders, which is at eight and a half. Um, so big. We haven't got to the Chiefs yet, but the Chiefs are at ten and a half as well. So the Raiders, uh, according to the market, are two wins worse than um, the other three teams that we uh, will talk about and have talked about in the division. Which I have a hard time uh, squaring that. You know, I think we we all might have a hard time squaring that. I think. This team, Klepp, you mentioned it, the adversity they went to, what they were able to overcome last year with um, a interim coach who, like Lee said, will never be a head coach in the NFL, and now you're seemingly getting an upgrade at coach and a guy in Josh McDaniels who um, has the resume that we all talked about and should be kind of viewed as, in terms of the new coaches, I'm trying to run them all through my head right now, but is might be, you know, could, I don't know, could be the best of all of them. I know it's, it's kind of such a crapshoot, but I mean, this is a guy who has coached, was kind of the Sean McVay before Sean McVay got an opportunity in Denver was kind of, uh, meaning that he was kind of this wounder kid and it all kind of went down in flames and he's been in new England for the last decade or new England and St. Louis, wherever he was, uh, tuning it. And now he's a little bit more mature and is ready to, uh, to, you know, bring his, his expertise to Las Vegas. And I mean, I think, Offensively, Lee, you mentioned it. Definitely top five: uh, Devonte, Renfro, and Waller. If Waller is able to stay healthy, when all healthy, that is a top five wide receiver trio. Trio, I think trio. <laughs> and uh, Derek Carr is uh, played really good ball last year. I think Lee, you're kind of saying the offensive line always kind of figures it out. I mean, the interior of this offensive line is bad. Um, they're probably going to need Dylan Parham, who's a guy who was who was kind of hyped up in in draft season. Uh, he, he might have to step into a role at center, but John Simpson, Andre James, and Lester Colton Sr., um, John Simpson is the only one who's been drafted out of all of those guys, so they got Hironis Grasso in there too, third center, who gave him my tour at Crespi, never, never a good idea, never a good thing if he's uh, your starting center, but I'm so happy for Hironis' uh, self-pride being able to carve out a career. And then on defense... Um, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, that could be the best edge rushing duo in the NFL. Um, I don't think that's a hot take. Max Crosby, I think, still seems to be uh, slept on. We're not going to get into Madden ratings because we've, we've talked. That's kind of has been content enough for, for other people. But a guy who's not in the top 10 edge rushers and a, a guy who, you know, I don't know how many sacks he had last year. What did he have, 15 to 20 sacks, something like that last year? And then Chandler Jones is parentally underrated. So I think that's for real. But linebackers, you've got some good players in Denzel Perry and Jayon Brown and the secondary, I think, has some some holes. Trayvon Morig is a guy that we all were a fan of, and Nate Hobbs was awesome last year as a fifth-round pick. He just can't, you know, 
be getting DUIs in parking lots at 3 a.m. But other than that, like he's he's a hell of a player. Um, so yeah, I I mean there's a lot to like with this team, and I think that the market is wrong to have them two wins worse. That doesn't make sense to me. But I kind of was going over their schedule, and their schedule is um, I'm not gonna say it's like I'm not gonna say it's super hard, but it's it's definitely challenging. They're playing a lot of teams that I feel like are right now as we sit on July 26th are in a kind of similar tier to them. Chargers, Cardinals, Titans, Broncos, Chiefs. You've got the Texans, Jaguars in there, but then Saints, Colts, Broncos again. So you have the Texans, the Jaguars, and the Seahawks. So I think probably right now we can say the Raiders are better than, but it's it's, it's no guarantee that they're going to get a win there. But then the other teams that these guys are playing outside of the division, Cardinals, Titans, Saints, uh, Patriots, Rams, Colts, Niners, Steelers. So those are all teams that are kind of in a similar tier right now. The market thinks that a good amount of those teams are better than the Raiders according to their win total. I think the Steelers are probably the only team that is in a similar tier that they have a higher win total than. Um, so I think these are a lot of coin flip games. And I think last year was... I mean, if you think that the Raiders overperformed last year and it's a sign of things to come and now they're upgrading... Everywhere, pretty much. They upgraded a head coach. They brought in Devontae Adams, who's the best receiver in the NFL, has been the best receiver for the past three years, probably should go for 1,300 yards this year. Um, and they brought in Chandler Jones, who they're going to upgrade from Yannick Ngakwe, and now they might have the best, best edge-rushing duo in the uh, league. Then this is a team that could win this division, could be a dark horse Super Bowl contender. You should take Josh McDaniels, coach of the year. You should be heavily invested in this team. But I don't know. I just... I kind of have to – all this makes me feel like last year was a little bit of a flash in the pan, and that's not even to, to discredit them, but I just think there was so much adversity going against them last year that I think something was special was created because I think on paper this team, um, you know, they just – you can't really explain how they were as good as they were. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. This is me kind of just making a lot of uh, excuses to, to not be as high on this team as maybe I should be, but – I've seen a lot of people take their win total over. I mean, I think that kind of makes sense. I think that's probably too low, but I just have a hard time putting this team with the other three teams in the division. And if I'm, if I'm, you know, could be wrong, but it's just a leap of faith for me. Let's jump to to the last team. The Chiefs uh, came in first again. Went to the AFC Championship game. Kind of blew that game at, at home uh, against the Bengals. A uh, team that just has consistently been in in the in the hunt i think what it's been three straight afc championship games at home has it been more than that yes. i don't know uh they yeah Four, they've, they've, they've yeah the they've, they've made a lot of uh, a lot of wins over the past couple of seasons uh between andy reed and patrick mahomes big loss this offseason in tyreek hill trying to replace him with uh marcus Valdez scantling juju smith schuster and sky moore Still have McCole Hardman, who was uh, one of their top receivers last year. Uh, and then, obviously, still have Travis Kelsey. Offensive line, I think, is, is really solid uh, between you know Orlando Brown, Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney. Uh, good signing at this offseason. Clyde Edwards-Alaire has been a disappointment. Uh, but, I don't know, the, the Chiefs seem to, to be able to get a little rushing game going between... Derek Gore had a couple interesting games last year, I guess. Bringing in Ronald Jones, um, you know, that's it's still a situation of running back where you wish it was it was more solid than it is. Defense, I think, is is okay. Obviously, you're losing Tyron Matthew, uh, but you're bringing in Justin Reed. 
uh, make it a couple of interesting draft picks with George Karloftis, Trent McDuffie, both guys that, that we really liked. Uh, and then at least at linebacker, too, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I think Willie Gay and Nick Bolton have the potential to be one of the better linebacker duos in the NFL. Um, it's just whether or not that materializes. Um, both of them have, have shown uh, moments, but haven't exactly you know put it together. Obviously, Nick Bolton was a rookie last year. But both second-round picks, so both guys that, that you drafted with the idea of them starting next to each other. I think ultimately it kind of just comes down to, to Mahomes and Reed. I mean, even before Mahomes was there, Andy Reed was winning games with, with Chad Henney, winning divisions, or not Chad Henney, excuse me, Alex Smith. Um, so, I, I don't know. I'm I'm somewhat maybe feeling like I'm going to – I don't think this is – I kind of feel like the, the – Chargers roster, even maybe even the the Broncos. I don't know. I think there's 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 definitely holes on this Chiefs roster. You can't you can't deny that. Um, but I almost feel like I'm I'm going down with the ship a little bit and just saying, hey, until until it doesn't happen, um, I'm I'm on board. Yeah, Lee. Do you want you want me to take this, or do you want to take this? Because um, I, I I'm 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 getting ready to say I, some stuff I might I'm, regret I'm, in a couple months. <laughs> all right, all right. Then let me. Uh, I guess I'll, we'll we'll have you have a. I guess the the the, the final word per se because I think I tend to agree with Klepp. Um, just to start, I am not going to be fading this team. Uh, I have a hard time seeing this team um, finish worse than second. Um, the defense has been kind of bad. Uh, they still have Steve Spagnuolo, but I do think losing, despite losing Tyron Matthew, which is a big loss. I think the defense, I mean, I don't want to say they're better, but like they've made a lot of moves that I love. We never got our, our draft review, but they had a BJP draft, if I've ever seen one. They took Trent McDuffie, uh, who was one of my favorite players in the draft, George Karloftis, who I liked. I know Lee was a huge fan of. Leo Chanel, another guy who um, I think is a really good player at linebacker, so you now have Willie Gay and Leo Chanel, who were two BJP boys. Nick Bolton, I was a little bit... Lesser on, but I think had a pretty good, um, I guess, rookie year last year. And then offensive line, I think, is pretty damn awesome. Probably the best offensive line in the uh, division. Maybe one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. Trey Smith, former uh, sleeper alumni of the Back Judge podcast, had an unbelievable rookie year, as did Creed Humphrey. And when I'm looking at the offense, I just... I don't really see the holes. Yeah, Clyde has been um, less than spectacular, but I just don't really know how much that matters. Like Klepp said, they never really have had, like since Kareem Hunt, they never really have had a stud at running back who has kind of changed the game for them. Um, I think Juju Smith-Schuster has gone from overrated to underrated now. Uh, He signed a one-year deal for $10 million. I expect him to be used a whole heck of a lot in Kansas City. Travis Kelsey is still a stud. Even if age has slowed him down a little bit, he still is a premier receiving threat at tight end and someone who doesn't necessarily need um, extreme athleticism to succeed. So much of what makes him succeed is his knowledge of the game and how he's able to uh, attack areas of the field. Um, I'm not going to get excited about Michael Hardman or Marcus Valdez-Scantling, but you know I'm going to get excited for Sky Moore my number four wide receiver. He's an absolute stud, um, and you guys are all going to see that this year. I love Sky Moore. Uh, I would not be like I think he can go for a thousand yards this year. I think he's that kind of talent. 
um, Juju too. So if, if I'm looking at that three of Kelsey, Juju, and Sky Moore, um, with potentially Juju being the number three there, either way you put it, if it's Sky or Juju, I think that's an awesome situation. And I flirted with uh, Justin Herbert being the best quarterback in the division, making an argument for him, but Patrick Mahomes still, I think, is the best quarterback in the division right now. Um, I think we've kind of seen some chinks in Patrick uh, Mahomes' armor, but that's only because the precedent that he set is so insane and the fact that he was being granted as the next GOAT when he was uh, a sophomore in the NFL after winning an MVP, and now we've seen that, oh, he's not like winning Super Bowls every year, and he sometimes uh, has trouble making the easy play, and he sometimes you know, can get himself into trouble that way. Um, Yes, the, the Bengals game last year in the AFC Championship was a huge disappointment, was embarrassing, and is something that needs to be fixed. But this is still a team who is, is just a blue chip, and I'm not going to kind of back off of that when this is a team who has succeeded. When Patrick Mahomes went down with a dislocated kneecap, they were able to succeed with Matt Moore. I think Andy Reid is the best coach in this division. They have not lost. They still have Eric Bieniemy at offensive coordinator. They still have Spagnola. They still have Tube at special teams coordinator. I love some of the rookies that they're bringing in, um, and I think this team is going to be really good. Obviously, you lose tra- uh, Tyreek Hill, but I think this team is going to be able to adapt and survive and potentially even thrive. So I have a hard time seeing this team not being the second-best uh, team in this division uh, at a floor without injury. I'm definitely lower on them than both you guys. Um, I think the Chiefs were flirting with the dynasty as we knew it, Kind of being over last year after the Tennessee after the embarrassment of a loss in Tennessee, to I think go four and five, and then completely rebounded leading up to the bye and after the bye last year it was actually very impressive and they kind of proved everybody wrong yeah and they won I'm looking at it now four five six seven eight nine of their last ten games only lost being to Cincinnati in that shootout really good game. Should have lost to the Bills in that game, I'll be honest. I mean, got kind of lucky. Um, got to give credit where it's due for a team to be able to accomplish what they did in that game. But th- that's a game they should have lost. And then the second half of the Cincinnati game was utterly despicable. Um, a terrible way to end your season. I don't think Eric Bieniemy is a particularly great offensive coordinator. I don't think Steve Spagnuolo is a particularly great defensive coordinator. I think these guys are worn down. Um, I think it would have been nice to see them maybe get some new faces in the building. Um uh, I don't know, man. I'm starting to think like the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl win was maybe an anomaly, and I think this is probably the worst roster Patrick Mahomes has been on since his second year or first year in the league. Uh, These receivers are bad. Juju Smith-Schuster is not a number one receiver. He never will be. I understand Travis. I think he kind of has to be a number one receiver. He has to be a number one receiver. I think he has to be able to win one-on-one matchups consistently. I don't know if he can do that. Um, Kelsey's going to get doubled. He's clearly the best pass catcher on the team. Miko Hardman and Marcus Valdez-Scantling are journeyman-type players. They're not the types of guys who are going to win you games. Sky Sky Moore, Tommy loves him. I think he has a massive amount of potential. He has to be good. Uh, If Sky Moore is not good, you're dealing with some major, major issues from a pass-catching standpoint. Uh, Orlando Brown is their best offensive lineman. He's holding out of camp right now. They can't seem to work out a deal. Um, I love the George... Orlando Brown's a bum, man. Orlando Brown is a bum, man. They shouldn't pay him. He's, he's definitely guy's not a bum. He's making an absolute joke of himself. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that, that's not true. Um, George Karloftis is a great draft pick. I like Leo Chanel. I like what they did in the draft. Still don't think their defense is up to par with that of Denver or L.A. 
Um, I don't know. The, this is going to be the most – I think their running backs are just bad. Like Edwards Hilaire is bad. Ronald Jones is bad. Uh, I think Jarek McKinnon, when healthy, is probably their best running back, and he's not a three-down back. Um, yeah, their offensive line is good, but I don't know. I don't think Andy Reid – I think like the doubts of Andy Reid are creeping back for me where it's like why is this guy only won two Super Bowls or whatever it is? Has He, has he won one. He's won one Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I, I think there's some – how can you be as good of a coach for that, for that long and only win one Super Bowl? I'm concerned about the Chiefs. I don't think – I think there's a very – this is the – let me put it this way. This is the easiest it's been to make a case against the Chiefs as long as Mahomes is yes, the quarterback. Yes, that's true. And it's by like a large distance. Um, and I'm starting to see all of that. And then on top of that, to boot, Klepp and I were talking about it before we recorded. This is the hardest schedule I've seen ever. Like this is a team that – Last year was struggling to get through the first eight games of the season and find a groove. This year, they don't play a game before the bye week where they're, they'll be a three-point favorite at the absolute most in any of these games. At Arizona versus Chargers, at Colts, at Tampa, versus Raiders, versus Buffalo, at San Francisco. That's a gauntlet before the bye. And it doesn't get much easier after the bye. You still have to play the Chargers, the Rams, the Bengals, the Broncos twice and the Raiders again. Um, I don't know. I think if things start to slip for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they might slide. And I don't think that they're going to be able to rebound and win nine of the last ten like they did last year if they can't afford to get off to a bad start. Um, so, yeah, that's the case I would make against them. But then there's the case for them, which is that they're the Chiefs, and they still have Mahomes, and they find a way to get it done usually. But yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not buying it. I think, I think it's re- – I think it's really – I just wanted to talk about something because I think it's really interesting. I think the schedule point is completely legit. Um, and, yeah, like this is an absolute gauntlet of a schedule. But I kind of just want to like – why – if you're going to fade the Chiefs, are you – like they've lost Tyree Kill and Tyron Matthew. Like those are their losses. Why – like is is that worth – like them, because if you're fading the Chiefs, also Lee, it's like, are they not making the playoffs? Are they? Because we're t- like, I think we're talking about the greater scope. Like, oh, maybe they're not. I as absolutely think there's a reality where they go eight and nine or nine and eight and don't make the playoffs in this division. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But you're not you're not rushing to the window to take under ten and a half. Um, after looking at their roster, minus one eight. I don't know if I'm under. rushing to the window to do it, but I would for sure take the under with this schedule. I absolutely would. I don't think this is a big, bad, juggernaut Chiefs team that's going to win, you know, 11 or 12 games with this schedule. I just don't. Um, I think there are too many exploitable aspects of this they roster. Prob- I mean... Um, don't you think, though, this is like well, the I new... Think- this is kind of what the Chiefs maybe are going to be now with Mahomes' money kicking in? Like, Yeah. Isn't that I, kind of the deal? Yeah, I yeah, I, I completely agree, Adam. And I also think, like, to all of Lee's points, which I, like, understand where you're coming from, again, it's like, how bad are they going to be, even if, if you're I don't know, right? Tommy. Like, last you year, we were saying the Chiefs bad, were straight up bad after week seven. They were three and four. Yeah. They had just gotten, they had just and, lost to Tennessee by 24 points. Have... They lost to Buffalo by 18. And. Yeah. I, think, I know, but how much does that matter? 
Like they turned it, and then they turned it around and went to the AFC Championship and lost the game. Lost at home, the game. I mean, yeah, it was a meltdown. Collapse in the second half. It was. It looked like a team that wasn't yeah, fit to be playing in the AFC Championship and probably should have lost the week before to Buffalo. Yeah, I think they should have lost I also think everybody too, in the again, AFC like, is getting better, and the Chiefs I'm, didn't get better this offseason. This is a kind of kill-or-be-killed yeah. conference. This is a kill-or-be-killed division. There's not enough room in my – like, I can't like the Broncos, the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. One of these teams has to fall behind, and I'm not of the mindset that it's not going to be the Chiefs just because they're the Chiefs. I think they are – I don't think the Chiefs are above falling behind well, in this division. You do think and they, if they – like I said, this is my first my, my, my biggest example would be if they get off to a three and four start this year, or a three and five, God forbid, before the bye, they 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 only win three of those first eight games, they're not making the playoffs. I, I just don't think they're gonna be able to rebound the way they did last year. Their schedule just doesn't work out that way. Um, and I, I think the loss of Tyreek Hill is monumental. I think he was the best player on their offense outside of Patrick Mahomes. I think Tyron Matthew was probably the best player on their defense outside of Chris Jones. Those are two huge losses. I Like I said before, I don't like Eric Bieniemy very much. I don't think Eric Bieniemy is a great offensive coordinator like I did three years ago. I think Steve Spagnuolo has worn out his welcome as a defensive coordinator. I have questions about – I think Andy Reid's a great coach. I have questions about the legendary status – what do you mean, speed? Like, do you do you think? What do you mean, Steve? Spagnuolo Kansas City's defense hasn't been good the whole time he's been the coordinator. Like, all I'm trying I to say is, you say like, Steve Spagnuolo like, is still the D coordinator. It's like that doesn't mean anything to me. That's not like a plus. Is it a plus? I, I would have liked to see them go get a new defensive coordinator, maybe. Well, I'm just. I, well, I'm just saying that it, I think it gives them a floor. I think Reed, uh, Reed Mahomes, and Spagnolo. I think. Obviously, all the dirt that's come out on Biennemi over the last year, like it's hard to like really get behind him. But I think it gives them a certain floor. This is kind of why I'm saying it's really hard. Dude, for me this to team let up a ton of points last year. Second place team. Yeah, yeah. I think they're, they're going to let up a ton a of points more. this year, and I don't know and, if they're going to be able a, to score as much. I know. Well, and this is. Well, yeah, and I think that's kind of what I was trying to get at. It's like, how much does the loss of Tyree? How much is that worth? Like. I think yeah, Tyree Kill is an. I think it's is, worth a lot a when you replace him with NFL a history. committee of Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Van- Valdez Scantling, and Sky Moore. Well, it's just about them. I think evolving their offense, like what Tyree Kill was able to do. Like I think MVS and dare I even say Michael Hardman, but like MVS is like a a low level deep threat. And MVS I think is like a wide offense, receiver like four. He. he He's not a guy who's gonna nobody yeah, nobody game plans around fill, Marquez Valdez Scantling. He can take the I know, but the the combination of him and then you so you have Juju, Juju hasn't been good in and years Ty, and Travis Kelsey who but he's still like again, I think Juju has I now don't. become underrated. But I, I think Juju is what the, Juju is. Alright, that's fine. That's fine. But but you need to bear with me here for a second. I think that Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith Schuster can attack the middle of the field on a short to intermediary basis. And then you just need someone to like take the top off the defense. Like if you're keeping defenses honest with Patrick Mahomes' arm and his ability to stretch the field vertically, then 
all the stuff that they were able to do with Kelsey is still going to be able to happen. I don't think it's that simple. And then that's not even counting the wild card that Sky Moore. I don't think it's that simple. I think it might not be that simple. I think they're going to have a really, really. I know running the ball has mattered less than it ever has before. I think they're going to have a hard time running the ball on first and second or third down. I think that I think it That's matters really when mattered, you're trying to ha- right? like attack a defense different ways and have balance to your offense. Um, and I don't think that they're going to be able to have they, their pass catchers are so much less reliable without Tyreek Hill, and they don't have the game breaker, uh, you know, aspect like Tyreek Hill does. And I think that is going to be a bigger hit than people are maybe estimating. It also, I yeah, I think that's true, but I think it also could help Mahomes too, because I think I think Tyreek Hill in in a weird way. I'm not saying that you know, it's good they lost Tyreek Hill, but it's gonna force Mahomes, I think, to play a more traditional style where he didn't have like the absolute bailout of Tyreek Hill. And I mean, maybe I'm I'm going full like tinfoil hat. Yeah, I don't agree. I don't agree. I do with think that. I, mean, that I don't know. He, like, I think it's an objective loss, and they. And they didn't do when, no, when they is, signed Marquez Valdez Scaling. I was I, like, okay, this doesn't mean anything. When they signed Juju Smith-Schuster, no, it's like, all right, the he'll, he'll be okay. Has to, He's okay. He's like an okay player. The offense has to evolve. The offense has to evolve. Point blank. I'm not saying that they're going to be the same team that they were last year, but I'm just saying I'm not going to bet against this coaching staff and this personnel. Like not being able to still make the playoffs and be a competitive team in the AFC. I mean, I think they'll be competitive. Like I think them I think they'll be not being. A, I'm not, I don't think they're a joke. I think them but not not being a playoff. I don't team think they're is, for sure a top is, two team in this division, man. I mean, yeah. I definitely don't think they're for sure a top two team in this division. That's where I'll. Should we get to uh, the rankings yeah, here? Um, I'll, I'll kick it off. I kind of just went the way I made my rankings was. Kind of based on known quantities at, at quarterback and, and head coach. Um, I'm putting the Chiefs first, sticking with Reed and Mahomes. I don't think the roster maybe is with the rest of the, the teams, but I think Mahomes and Reed to a certain extent can can make up for it. And the schedule is what it is, but hey, you know, like kind of like you're saying, Lee, with the, the Broncos, if you start winning some of those games, hey, you're, you're a really strong team and you're just that much better when you're you're in the playoffs. Um, I'm going to put the Chargers second. Uh, I, I'm not obviously huge into the coaching staff, but again, I think you know the benefit of having you know a second year under Staley's belt. I think the defense will be better. I think the offense will probably stay the same. So I, I just like them to to be able to uh, make a step forward there this year. I kind of like the Chargers to make the playoffs. Uh, I'm putting the the Raiders third uh, with with Josh McDaniels and and uh, Derek Carr, and I'm putting the the Broncos fourth. And it's not even really to, to slight the Broncos that much. Like I guess um, I think they can be a seven, eight win team. I just um, I think for this year, uh, I don't think they're. I think their roster is inexperienced. Their coaching staff is inexperienced, and I think that'll that'll show itself. Yeah, um, this is tough for me because I do. I kind of have a feeling that either the Chargers or the Broncos are going to win the division. And I, I kind of think that the Chiefs – I think the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs, but as a wild card because I do think – I think especially the Broncos' schedule, like they're playing a fourth-place schedule. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know, like – Make your picks. 
I mean, I just don't know which one it's going to be, so I'm just going to stay. I'm going to stay chalky, and I'm just going to do the same kind of exp uh, experiment that you did, Clep. And I'm going to do the Chiefs one for the same reasons you said, the Chargers two for the same reasons that you said, and then I'm going to put the Broncos three and the Raiders four. Yeah, I I think all these teams are going to win at least. I think the last place team, the worst they'll do is seven and ten. More likely eight and nine. I'm gonna say Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers.